When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the monthly LGBTQIA storytelling night I run at Giant Dwarf in Redfern, with support from the City of Sydney. This week, writer Simon Copeland. I have two boyfriends, actually, I said to the man who was flirting rather aggressively, aggressively with me on Grinder. Oh, he replies, I couldn't do that. I would never be willing to share you. I think he meant it to be sweet. <laughs> as if having a random wanting to possess me made, would make me want to flock into his arms. It wasn't sweet. Don't worry, I replied, I'm never going to be yours to share. When, while this chat ended, rather abruptly in this case, these comments are so common from gay men, it's not funny. When it comes to my relationships, many like to judge, seeing me and my partners as suddenly being too queer to fit in anymore. I first met James over 11 years ago. And yes, for those of you who are looking at my beautiful features, that meant I met, means I met him, met him just after I turned 18. <laughs> For those of you who weren't thinking that, fuck you, I'm beautiful. <laughs> this night, a Monday during uh, my first ever O week, was rather, let's say, extra. Highlights included first being asked to stop making out, not because anyone had a problem with it, but because we were blocking entrance to the bar. <laughs> James trying to impress me by sliding down the banister of the stairs. It was not impressive at all. And then James hitting on another previous fling just before he left. But the piece de resistance was the text that James sent me as he was walking home, which simply read, why aren't you following me? <laughs> Despite this dodgy start, we quickly fell for each other. And from the very beginning, James wanted our relationship to be open that we could have sex with other people. At first, I found this challenging. I admit, having just turned 18, and as highlighted by my, James and my first encounter, obviously being willing to fuck anything that moved, <laughs> I liked the possibilities. It was a new world. I was, however, also anxious whenever it happened the other way around. I, was panic I got panicky every time I saw James flirt with another man. But at this time, I had little to lose, and so I gave it a shot. 
And soon I became more comfortable with the idea that either of us having sex with someone else did not have to be a big deal. In fact, it could be a healthy thing. Things intensified when we moved to Brisbane about five years ago. Hanging out with some more radical queers, both James and I started to feel more comfortable with the idea of polyamory. I'm sure Joe Bjorki Peterson is looking down on us today, proud of what his state has achieved. <laughs> and then we went on a holiday to Edinburgh and met Martin. James and Martin have actually been friends for years and met on Tumblr. And no, before, before you think it, not the way that most people use Tumblr these days. <laughs> they were both into roller derby, joining a growing community of lesbians, feminists and social misfits who, were, who, who weren't given entry into any other sport. We were in the UK for the Derby World Cup, which James was playing at, and we decided to catch up for a drink. Martin and I hit it off, and about a week after we first met, hooked up after a night out. On a side note, on this night I also encouraged Martin to give his, his phone number to a cute barman. You may think that's weird, but in the poly world that's totally romantic. <laughs> when we got back to Australia, Martin and I started chatting online every day, James teasing me constantly. He called Martin my Scottish boyfriend and went and made childish noises like, ooh, every time we chatted. <laughs> a month later, on Anzac Day to be exact, Martin and I started properly dating. To think about it, actually, I bet Joe Bjorki is really proud of his polyamorous state where Anzac Day now symbolises the freedom to start dating a second boyfriend without fear of oppression. <laughs> God bless Australia. <laughs> that was a few years ago. Now the three of us live together in Canberra in what has become a sense of normality. Our house is just like any other, really. We do the shopping, we divvy up the housework, and we have the occasional fight. Our Christmas trip to the coast this year was marred by a bug that swept through the three of us with the sound of violent vomiting replacing the peaceful tones of the ocean waves. <laughs> at night, we watch RuPaul's, jag, RuPaul's Drag Race, shouting, yes, queen, <laughs> at the at the top of our lungs, covering up the fact that neither, none of us will ever be as sickening as Sasha Valua, Kacha or Trixie Mattel. But amongst all of this normality, there are still, at least according to our society, some radical ideas. Ideas that love does not have to be limited just to one person. Ideas that we should be able to enjoy sex and not feel guilty about it. That in fact, sex can be healthy and good fucking fun. And most of all, a radical idea that if we can be open and honest about our needs and desires in a relationship, that can be a good thing. And this is where I come back to those gays on Grindr. Because while my straight friends have been largely blasé about my relationships, I've had multiple gays tell me that through my so-called promiscuous ways, as if that's a problem, I'm giving us all a bad name. One even told me, and this is true, that polyamory hurts children spoken with the same confidence and complete lack of evidence as those conservatives who say the same thing about gay parents. Writing for SBS Sexuality, the columnist Carrington Brigham, you can tell he lives in Vaucluse based on his name alone, <laughs> summarised the argument I often hear. He said, most Australians view thruples as an experiment unlikely to pass the tests of time. They see it for what it is, sexual gratification and hedonism. And if, Carrington, if you happen to be here tonight, I think you're at the wrong event. This is queer stories. Homophobic, um, homonormative bullshit stories is just being held down the road. 
I know these responses are a reaction against decades of queers being told that our sex is disgusting. The reaction to be told that the only way we'll be accepted is to stop talking and having sex, stop talking about and having sex, and to join in the bonds of holy matrimony. Given that, I can't hate the people who respond this way, even though sometimes I wish I, I wish I could. But at the same time, we cannot stand for it either. Because if we really believe that love is love, that has to include all love. It cannot just extend to the love that happens between two white monogamous gays, all occurring with the hope that the next time they have sex, it'll be legitimised by the state and that the wedding rings will have to taken off before the fingering begins. <laughs> but even if my relationships have nothing to do with love and are just about sexual gratification and hedonism, and trust me, if you've seen James, and Martin, James Martin and I try and organise our shopping for the week, you'd know that's not true, <laughs> then what is wrong with that? I figure that if you're criticising something as being just about sexual gratification, you've probably never had a really good fuck. <laughs> there is a lot worth doing for a good fuck. <laughs> Sex to me is integral to queerness. It forms a core part of what makes us different and what makes us special. It's core to our culture. It is something that is healthy and something that should be enjoyed and celebrated. It is just great fucking fun. And our right to sex is something that we should defend, even if, actually in fact, directly in spite of the conservatives who attack us over it. I love James and Martin and our relationships are great. I love good sex too. As queers, diversity in our relationships and in our sex lives is something we should be celebrating, not attacking. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For tickets to the next Queer Stories, visit giantdwarf.com.au. To check out other events I produce and perform in, visit mavemarsden.com. And if you'd like advance or discount tickets to these shows, look me up on crowdfunding platform Patreon. <laughs>